0: The biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanake Warriors are your state champions in Division Two.
1: The most compelling stories. Fifty years for title nine. That's incredible. And this is the fiftieth anniversary.
2: The area's best high school sports coverage. This
3: is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on one hundred point five ESPN,
0: the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand. We're rolling on on the coaches' roundtable right here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania. Alex Strofe alongside the dean, Dennis Semrau. It's Cardinal time, Dennis, as we talk to the head coaches of both Middleton and Sun Prairie East. Got to add that this year. That's going to take some getting used to uh, Excited to have Jason Perchborn from Middleton and Brian Kaminsky from Sun Prairie East with us in the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios. Fellas, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So I'm just gonna. I've asked every coach this uh, the first question. Give me a quick breakdown of the first week, and now we're at about at half uh, of of camps so far. Brian and Sun Prairie East, which again is gonna take some getting used to. We'll start with you.
3: Uh, Without a doubt, it'll take a lot getting used to, but uh, different, right? Uh, Crazy, uh, exciting, all that stuff into one. You're working hard, but. uh... It's not what we're used to being. It's for things like that. See so how do you alter a practice plan, and how do you get your your depth going, and, and how do you manipulate things, and, and, and practice with a JV and varsity together this year? Is something we've never done before, but. Uh you know, it's kind of exciting in, in a sense, right? You're, you're trying to get ready to uh, do some different things, and, and you got different opponents. I mean, that'll be a different thing. You know, I'm sitting over here next to a guy that we've been playing for uh, 26 years, probably played, boy, well, at least 40 games over that time would be my guess, and we're not probably going to be playing each other this year. So that's going to be a little bit strange, but, uh, you know, the WI always seems to put us in the same grouping for playoffs, so it'll be good and refreshing to play some some different schools this year.
0: And no kidding, Jason Pertzborn from Middleton with us as well. Coach, how's the first week and a half been for you and the Cardinals? Uh,
4: it's been good so far. It's been quite the wild start, though, just because uh, our, our numbers are up quite a bit this year, and we're dealing with the you know supply chain issues. We've had helmet issues. I know I called earlier uh, or at the end of last week, uh, and my athletic director Jamie Sims and has been. Calling around to schools with with helmets similar to ours, and uh, obviously it's not affecting the varsity team as much, but uh, you know it trickles down, and so the guys who don't have the helmets are you know freshmen coming in, and so we finally got that taken care of, and uh, you know our shoulder pads finally came in, luckily just in time for us to get the shoulder pads on. Oh man! Um, so. It's been a little uh, testy on top of the fact that we've got the construction going on at the high school right now at the stadium. And so everything's a much longer walk and bringing all that equipment out of the area it was because that's all tore up. We had to get that all out of there and move it to another location. So its I feel like a mover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, I guess uh, we start with you with the new conference. And uh, for years, I think, we wanted to see Wanakee and Sun Prairie play in a regular season, but you had all those camps, the Ironman camps, for years. What's it going to be like being on the Badger North or Badger Large now? And it's, what, the third or fourth year now since we had the realignment. And you've been part of the um, coaches. I understand you are the incoming president. Yeah. Congratulations. My, uh, thank you. Thank you. President-elect. So, yeah. Yep. So what are your thoughts just on uh, the new league? Yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting, you know.
3: Uh, playing Wanakee, we know is a premier program uh, in the state. We, we know Jason played them last year in, in, a, in a tough game, and they'll play them again this year. So it's a game I think the area's wanted to see for a long time. Um, you know, Wanakee and us have a great relationship. Like you said, we've done plenty of things in the off season and in years past as far as making each other better. Um, you know, but there's other teams in that league that are going to be very good as well. So uh, it's just a different uh, feel. You know, going to go somewhere for the first time, right? We we're kind of used to where we're going and how you set up your stuff on the sidelines. And we just said the other day, oh, my gosh, here we are going to go to Oregon and Milton. I, don't, I I don't know if I've been to those places all that much. So uh, that'll be that'll be refreshing. That'll that'll be a challenge, a unique challenge. Uh, you know, I I think if Jason could attest to this. We've played each other so much. I think we'd really know what each other's going to do, and it's going to come down to execution. Here, we're not quite so sure what everybody's going to do, so it's, it's going to be a little bit more game planning than, than what we've had to do in the years past just because of um, the newness to the league. But uh, it's something we're looking forward to, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and the Big 8, well, you know, we talk about numbers, Big 10, 11. I mean, there's been so many teams in the conference. lose and Prairie, but now the two Janesville schools come back into the Big 8. You've got Madison, who's still kind of struggling from the pandemic uh, being a time off. Oh, what's it going to be like in the Big 8 for uh, the Cardinals this year?
4: Well, again, there'll be some change, and, uh, you know, this year, too, we happen to be, we go to Parker and Craig back-to-back, so we'll have those bus rides. We'll get used to that again. It's been a while since we've done that, but, um, you know, it'll be fine, you know, getting it back. It is, It's you know, you see all the coaching turnover right now, and you lose Brian and you walk in the room, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, it, it was We had our Big 8 meeting on, on Sunday, and it was weird, you know, not having Brian there, but you don't have Dave there now, you don't have Swanee there now, and, and a lot of new faces in the room, and a lot of getting to know each other and exchanging phone numbers again. You know, we've never done that at a Big 8 meeting in a long time. You've got to be all, the elder statesman of the league already, aren't you? I am. It's <laughs> Coach, Coach Harris and I there, right. the two old guys in the room. And uh,
1: from a, a turf standpoint, you uh, Brian, uh, the first game in the new stadium was Verona at Sun Prairie, and we dubbed it right away. University of Wisconsin at Sun Prairie. Now you're going to have another team actually playing in there with you, with the uh, West. Uh, what's it been like to have that stadium, the impact on your program, and now having uh, you know being able to have two teams there? And who's going to be the home team this year, by the way? Easter us,
3: uh, I think it's us. I, I think it's us, but it's, it's a great stadium. There's no doubt about it. Uh, our community really supported a, a, us on the referendum and able to do a lot of different things, whether it's, it's the field turf, whether it's the press boxes on both sides. Uh, the jumbotron, the, the uniqueness of the stadium where you kind of still walk down and look down upon the field, I, I think is a really cool element to that stadium. So uh, there's a lot of great things to it. Um, you know, we've got to share it. That, that, that's different. There's other colors on the field, so that's a little bit different. Uh, like you said, saying Sun Prairie East, i got to remind myself, <laughs> Sun Prairie East. not used to that as well. But, uh, you know, it, it's a change, and we're adapting, and uh, we're going to give it as good a shot as we can.
1: And Jason, uh, construction was what, about an $8 million um, donations it wasn't a referendum that uh, got your stadium the changes and what's kind of going on with that right now and what are you looking forward to
4: Uh, well they just started the construction you know a couple weeks ago um, and they're moving right along right now with everything underground so a lot of the ground is tore up Uh, you have to come in from the visitor's side now and, and you walk across the track to get up on the home side and so that's the easiest way in and out so it's a long way because then we got to go around the stadium to get all of our stuff which is behind the stadium so currently it's it's a bit of a process but you know it's going to you know i think about it right now it's 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 tough it's difficult whatever but it's going to be awesome next year because everything will be right there and i don't i don't foresee myself having to go back into the high school for anything everything will be right there at, at our disposal as a staff we'll have coaching offices out there we'll have a training room uh, we we'll both locker rooms will be out there, all the gears out there, so currently we constantly have to go back and forth between the high school and Brian knows he's probably walked that parking lot 150 times, <laughs> you know, coming over to our place. It's, it's a long walk to get to your locker room and back currently, you know, for halftime and whatever, so.
3: Yeah, oh, some times we didn't even go back. We just stayed outside. I'm like, you that's know, too far well, for me to go. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll yes. hang out
4: out here. Sometimes <laughs> it's too far, and sometimes it's way too hot in there, so it ain't even worth walking back <laughs> over there.
1: Yeah, and the uh, and that's going to include uh, new concessions yep. and new bathrooms. New concessions,
4: and... new restrooms, which were desperately needed. We probably had some of the worst concession and restroom facilities in the state of Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, and uh, Val Middleton's the big dog. I mean, how many, 2,500 students?
4: Yeah, yeah, our school, you know, that's why they just did the school. It's finished now. The the new school's there. There's only the only thing left that's the same as is, is the small gym, which is the visitors' locker room currently, and uh the varsity gym. You know, the field house isn't the field house isn't part of the original school, just that varsity gym and small gym are the two things that are left that are the original school. So uh it looks really nice right now. And it's quite the task to walk through it and get used to it and all that uh, after all the changes the last couple of years with temporary hallways and things like that. But it looks really nice right now. And, and yeah, we've got uh, good numbers. And so that's exciting to have it back. You know, it's still not even where it was when football was the be all end all, you know. But it, it's nice to see the numbers up there again.
1: Yeah, um, Jason, some of the, you want it. Maybe give us a couple names, offense and a defense, some um, impact players, either you know ability or leadership for you coming back this year.
4: Our captains this year were Jackson Mefford, and he was an All-Conference offensive lineman for us. Um, you know, he's a, all, all four of the guys that were selected were were, you know, they worked their tail off in the weight room this off season. They've been phenomenal leaders. Uh, you know, Tyler Mayhew is another one. He, he's a full he's our fullback. Um, Uh, Also, just a weight room warrior, really strong kid, and a good leader uh, for this team. And that's the offensive side of the ball. And then the team did elect two. uh, Just so happened that two defense, two offense, and we got Gus Wenning um, on the other side of the ball, another All Conference player last year, and and Sam Pilaf, who was also another All Conference player last year for us. So I think the kids did a good job selecting this year. Um, I think they are going to be true leaders for us, both on and off the field. So it's pretty exciting to have that
1: and Brian I know you lost some all-conference players but you got some good ones including one who's here in the studio with us
3: yeah we got, we got some talented kids come back uh, you know we lost some to graduation and then some to going over to some Prairie West but uh, you know we, we got our quarterback back uh, for a third year here Jerry and uh, he's done a great job with that and continues to work hard you got Cortez LeGrant Le back at running back who's, who's very explosive I, I think runs very tough and you got some weapons on the outside, and, and Connor Stoff and John Waal, two receivers that played a lot for us last year. And then, offensive line wise, uh, Logan Gross and uh, um, Corey Samer played some offensive line, and Alta Williams for us. So uh, they do a great job there. Defensively, uh, we got Nolan Olsen back on the inside, uh, Watkins back at outside linebacker, and. Uh, Brady Shanahan's really been the leader of our defense here, uh, and Samuel Stringa, uh, who we back at safety. Those are two guys we like to move around and put them inside the box, put them a lot, move around, do a lot of different things with those guys. So we're excited in the direction uh, we're headed. Uh, you know, we got a long ways to go, but we just should take it day by day and just keep getting better each and every practice.
1: And you are able to keep most of your coaching staff intact.
3: Yeah, that was one nice thing. Uh, we did lose one uh, JV assistant coach, but other than that, uh, you know, everybody that wanted to stay at, at Sun Prairie East uh, stayed at Sun Prairie East, which just tells. Me we're doing something right with the coaches that everybody wanted to stay a part of what we've been able to uh, do as far as tradition uh we did lose josh hosh who went and took over fall river high school and then another assistant coach that's moved to minnesota but other than that uh, everybody wanted to stay with us
4: and we're excited for that
1: you got a pretty good group uh coach Roganberg, who runs our weight program uh, it's pretty incredible now he's got your defense
4: yeah he works really hard on on uh the weight room the you know, the excitement, the energy, the adrenaline, and the kids really feed off it. And and what he's doing, it works, man. I mean, our turnout each year since he's been running that thing, uh, you know, has gotten better and better, and this year was by far the best weight room performance we had from the day our season ended till where we are right now. I mean, we had 60-some guys, 60-plus guys coming in every three days a week before school, and then four days a week uh, before school. Near the end of the school year, and then we went four days all summer, and pretty much, I would say eighty percent or more of the team was in there all summer. Uh, you know, early in the morning uh, for that, the first lift of the day.
1: Got to mention one coach, Coach Bass. How long has he been with you? And now he was with uh, with Mike uh, on your your father in law.
3: Absolutely done a, done a great job for us. We do been our defensive coordinator. He's been with us this is his thirty fourth year, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, you know as a ton of wins. I think he's at the varsity level, he's got over 270 some wins, which as you know if that's a a head coach, he's in the Hall of Fame and I fully expect him to to get there one day. I I can't speak enough of of what he does and, and as well as the other coaches. We got a lot of guys that have played for us are, are back and do a great job, and it's great. I mean, I can trust them to do their job, and we don't have to sit down and go over all that stuff. I'm, I'm sure he's got some of the same guys, right? You just look at them, and they know what they're to do, and, and they do it. They do an awesome job. And, and we wouldn't be successful if we haven't had great players and, and great assistant coaches, and they deserve a lot of the credit.
0: Well, the Brewers have scored three runs since we sat down, so I think we should keep doing this interview. But uh, that'll wrap up our Cardinal section of, of tonight's Coaches Roundtable with Jason Pertzborn from Middleton and Brian Kaminsky from SP East. Fellas, really appreciate the time and best of luck like this year. Thanks for having us. We appreciate all you guys do for high school sports. Yeah, it's you, awesome. Yeah, you bet. Thank you very much. It's an honor being here. The Coaches Roundtable continues next right here on 100.5 ESPN. Rolling on on Zipper presentation of Prep Mania, the Coach's Roundtable Edition. Alex Strope, the Dean, Dennis Semrau, with you. And we've got a couple more guests here in the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios. Dennis, exciting times as we uh, now preview Madison Edgewood with head coach Jesse Norris and Mart horob Barneveld with head coach Brett St. Arnold. Fellas, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Of course. So let's start uh, about a week in now as, as we sit and record this one. Brett, we'll start with you. What what are some of the takeaways from week
5: number one? Some of the uh, the early evaluations, if you will. We're a young squad. Uh, we brought up we had we we're young last year, uh, but we were a young squad and a lot of growth in it. And I know we talked about my staff. It's going to be one of those things where it's like a plane taking off. You know, it, it starts off gradually, gradually, and then boom, you shoot to thirty thousand feet. It's going to be one of those things. You know, we had a lot of growth week one. Uh, we got sophomores and a lot of juniors uh, that are going to be playing a lot of key positions for us. Very small senior class. They've always been small. So we were relying heavily on a lot of the young guys. But our young guys are very athletic. So we've got a lot of team speed this year, where last year we relied heavily on our, uh, our, front, our guys up front, um, where we had some younger guys in the back who weren't quite as fast and athletic. This year is a little bit different. We're going to be pretty speedy, pretty quick, in the first week, uh, is exactly what I expected. A lot of growth and um, things that we want to see as a coach, uh, top to bottom, freshman through senior. Uh, really excited. Week one went great. Good to hear. Growth is good.
0: Uh, Jesse, coming off an awesome year for for your Crusaders, what'd you take away in week one of practices?
6: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us, uh, you know, there was some turnover with our coaching staff. Obviously, uh, Ben Strickland had a tremendous opportunity to go up to the Pere High School, be the head coach up there. So um, he's doing some really really good things. He called the offense for us, and so. Taking over the offense for him, uh, myself, and, and there's not really any kind of turnover as far as terminology goes. Schemes, a lot of that's going to stay the same. I'm mm. um, just trying to marry it with some of my philosophies and things that we're going to do. Um, has been really fun. Um, been with this group now, obviously for for their four years, and um, you know, trying to get some of these guys in different places. We got a lot of three-year veterans. Um, on offense and defense, uh, you know, but up front we lose four of our five starters up on the offensive line. So trying to fill some holes there. We've got some young guys that are really stepping up into those roles. Um, we've got some guys that have been around that haven't been offensive focused um, in the past. We've got some young guys in, in Jackson Kitz, Miller and, and uh, West Coates that were, you know, all conference D linemen for us last year and pretty darn good. Um, you know, getting them to transition to, you know, take on a little bit more of an offensive role for us. Uh, we'll have some two- way guys going back and forth. You know, that's just kind of small school football uh, that we play, and we do it really, really well. But um, a lot of for us is just kind of fine tuning some things uh, with our schematics being the same as what it has been in the last three or four years. A lot of it's just making sure that our guys fit the puzzle pieces the correct way. and and uh, you know, week one was good for us jumping through the hurdles that we needed to jump through saw some growth like coach said and and uh you know saturday we had a little bit of an inter squad deal and kind of broke the teams up evenly and and let them go play a little bit and uh you know saw some really really good things on film uh young guys are really stepping up so it was a great first week for us you know we tell our guys the best thing about it is we don't play tomorrow you know (laughs) but uh the it's got to come around quick you know so uh that's that's something that we're focused on and and this week we're going to really start kind of fine-tuning some things and and uh, looking forward to, to getting this week under our belt.
1: Yeah, Brett, we'll start with you. Both you guys came in this fourth year, came in together, you've been here together. What's, I guess, Brett, the thing you've learned the most? And we've got a couple of new coaches in the area. We talked to Josh O'Connor at uh, Sun Prairie uh, West and Andrew Riley at Verona. What, what advice do you give the
5: new guys? Enjoy the ride because it goes by fast. I mean, this is year five for us now, actually. We, yeah, five. I mean, we... It's crazy that time goes by so fast, but I think that when you first start out as a head coach, you're swimming. I mean, you got so many things to do. I mean, you're the one in charge of the small things like picture day, when's picture day, yeah, things like that, practice times, when's practice going to go, when's it going to end, parent meetings, uh, you know, being the one to go through all these small intricacies that, you know, you took for granted as an assistant coach. You know, an assistant coach, you get to coach, that's your job, coach. As a head coach, it's all these other little things that are on your plate. I highly recommend year one, map out exactly what it is, the things you need. You need When to order helmets. When to order, you know, coaches gear. When to order, you know, anything that you need, right? Go through your list, your itinerary of everything that you need to do. Um, go through your inventory. Find out exactly how many jerseys you have. Find out all these things, you know, because it really does come back after a year and you realize, oh, you know. I I didn't realize how low on mouth guards I was. So if I I had any kind of advice, I would say slow down. Don't try to do everything at once. Learn to, um, you know, put things on your assistant coach's plate as well. They have to be, you know, help you out in some ways, you know, where if it is uh, something during practice, you know, you need help printing practice plans as an example. Make a coach kind of that's your job practice plans every day for somebody make sure you give them jobs and don't try to throw it all on your shoulders because not you can't do everything you just can't so i know that as a first year guy when i first started coaching as a head coach i felt like i have to do everything i have to do everything slow down use the people around you you hired them for a reason you know you gave them an opportunity give them an opportunity to do more see how much other people can do for you because if you take more you take off your plate Better experience you have, more fun you have as a coach. Because I know my first couple of years, I felt like, and I'm tired. I want to. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I mean, I'm not talking about horror because this was before when I first took a head coaching job. But that's my advice: take it in slowly and plan, write everything down, and use the people around you for help. So, what have you learned, Jesse?
6: Uh, I mean, that's 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 really good advice. I think that as a head coach, you get caught up in in trying to implement your stuff and the things that you want to do and You know, in your head, nobody knows it as good as you do, right? But uh, I think the best part about it is being able to find the guys that are in your core that are going to implement the things that you want to implement and they're going to do it to the best of their ability. Um, Coaches, players, parents even, you know, making sure that you've got that support system that's around you, guys that you can lean on. Um, You know, for me, I think just making sure that you uh, do the little things really, really well and a lot of the big things kind of take care of themselves you know, and uh, and that's that's kind of something that's that's really worked for us uh, really well at Edgewood is is really focusing and fine tuning on each little detail um, and making sure that everyone's got a role within those details. Um, and so, for me, it's more so uh, you, you know mitigating the large picture type of things for our kids. Sometimes kids these days they have a hard time at just fine tuning and focusing on that first period of Monday practice. You know, what's that look like? How do I get over that hurdle? How do I improve from that? Um, and so, you know, making sure that I can kind of, it's almost like risk management in a way, you know, when it comes to that with kids. And kids are resilient. You know, at, at Edgewood, we know so now more than ever, you know, after uh, the scenario that we, we ended up going through with our kids and, and what they're like now. And, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, the bounce back that, that we're kind of seeing from our kids, um, you know, they, they're ready to go they're ready to to do other things and and uh and that was that's been the case all off season you know so kids are very resilient and don't think too much about a lot of the situations you know if things go wrong i know that they're wrong maybe my assistants know they're wrong nine times out of ten the kids have no clue right and uh you know you say fake it till you make it but it, it that's so true if you come out to practice and you've got a ton of energy all right and you fly around and and uh and you have a great uh, attitude about things. There's a lot of things that look a lot more smooth than you actually think that they are. Um, you know. And the other thing was like the film is never as good as you think it is, and it's also never as bad as you think it is. That's the number one thing I always have to tell myself on the on the field or after a game is like, just. You know, go home and just relax for a little bit, and then kind of reevaluate. Because I never want to watch a game if I'm in the heat of the moment, emotions high or emotions low. So that's those are a couple little things that add on there to Brett.
1: How we look at uh, conference realignment? Both you guys had some uh, Edgewood's now in another conference, uh, moving to the capital, and uh, the badge still the Badger small from on Hor but now DeForest is in it. There's yeah. been shakeover, some Prairie moving. So I guess starting with you, Jesse, uh, what do you think of how things are set up now, and how's uh, how, how do you tell the parents? Okay, now we got to now we got to worry about going to Columbus and Lodi versus uh, going to uh, Broadhead, Judah, or uh, was it uh, McFarland or Edgerton?
6: Right. Yeah, it's kind of funny because the way that uh, the COVID year worked out for us is being one of the only teams in the county to play. We had to play everything outside of the county, so we're three three of my four years now has been a different schedule. So it, it's kind of interesting the way that that worked. We kind of took on the the persona of, you know, we'll play wherever. Like the field dimensions don't change whether we're home, away. You know, we've been that like way with, with our home field. We're playing at our own field. We're playing at Breeze. Uh, we played at Middleton. We've messed around, and, and maybe, you know, there might be a Verona game here or there depending on scheduling. Like there's just so many different moving pieces that come with it. You know, and then the COVID year, we had to play all-away games. So we kind of almost like our kids now have adopted that, you know, it doesn't really matter where we're playing, we're coming, you know, and that's just the mentality. And I love that about our kids. Like we talk about the resiliency and, and uh, you know, they don't get bought into this like, you know, our home turf advantage and, and things like that because – I, I don't. We don't really have one, you know. To be frank, I mean, Breeze is probably the only place that we we consistently play that a lot of people come to, and and it's a little bit different. And uh, it's funny because that's where we opened up playing each other, uh, our first our first year. So, um, you know, but I think it's it's a it's a good. Opportunity. I think it's a really really good challenge, um, you know, between. Uh, the Capitol Conference, like I was saying earlier, like four of our of the eight teams in conference right now preseason rankings, obviously the too early to be ranked rankings that are that came out yeah. this summer <laughs> um, you know he's got four of our teams in the top eight in in division four in the state and that's that's an impressive preseason you know he got a lot of guys returning in that conference there's a lot of playoff teams in this conference you know i i I would go to bat and say that this is probably one of the best division four conferences in the state. Um, you know, you got to beat the best to, to get to the top, and, and I think our conference is going to prove that. We'll continue our conversation with
0: Jesse Norris of Madison Edgewood and Brett St. Arnold of Mount hora Barneveld next, right here on Prep Mania. Continuing our conversation here on the Coaches Roundtable edition of Zimbabwe Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Brett St. Arnold and Jesse Norris with us here on the Coaches Roundtable. I want to talk goals, guys. And Jesse, I'll start with you. Like we mentioned earlier, both of you guys coming off of conference championships, really good years for both of your programs. When you get together with your senior group or with your group, what goals are you setting here for the 2022 campaign?
6: You know, I think at the end of the day, like we want to be, um, you know, for our game goals. At the end of the game, we want to be in a position to win the game, right? Whatever that looks like, um, you know. And at the end of the season, we would, we want to be in position to win the conference. Um, and and doing by doing that, that's going to make us playoff eligible. You know, and and I think that if it's it's interesting because you know we. We don't necessarily talk about it, but we don't shun it. There's, there's, there's different types of philosophies when it comes to goal setting. You, know, you don't talk about winning state, right? You got to talk about winning the next game. Well, if you don't talk about winning state, then it is actually a reality. Like, why wouldn't you talk about that being a goal? That should be everybody's goal as you get in the season is to win it all, right? Like. You know we can we can be cliche and we can say we want our kids to have a phenomenal experience and you know we want we want to win more games than not and you know we want kids to graduate and, that, and that's great obviously that's all that's everybody's goal right I think those are kind of the the um, everybody's guys those are, those are the, the non negotiables right and uh, you know but I think at the end of the day like you know we want to we want to win as many games as as we possibly can right if it's if it's fourteen it's fourteen you know and if we if we're walking out of camp randall and with a, with winning the last game right then you know that that's a goal of ours right we want to win the next one that's obviously the the ultimate goal and if you do that enough times then well there isn't a next one you've won you know so um, you know we simplify it by being 1 and 0 at the end of every week and what's that look like you know in last year we pared it down to you know winning each each snap winning each moment within the game because the game is made up of so many different moments um, and, and what that looks like and, and how, how we can kind of, uh, you know, intric- uh, the intricacies of a game. And, you know, if you look at big picture, you know, the, the teams that walk in and they've got, you know, they're 6'4", 280 across the board, it's like there's no way I'm going toe-to-toe with these guys for four quarters. But I don't really need you to go toe-to-toe four quarters. I need you to go toe-to-toe this play, right? And then we need you to gain four yards from an offensive perspective. And then I need you to try to do that again. And then I need you to try to do that again. And if you do that enough times, you put yourself in a position right to win the game at the end of the, or put yourself in a position to to win at the end of the game you know so those are kind of things that we focus on a little bit um, you know we're doing a lot of mental training with our guys um, we've had some guys come in and, and do some meditation and mental training and helping our helping our guys kind of you know fine tune our focus you know some of our goals this year are even off the field just you know making sure that our focus levels are are higher you know and what that looks like and and finding ways you know everyone talks about next play mentality you know and, and that but you know we'll say next play as coaches that's that's kind of a buzzword everybody uses next play right get ready for the next one it's like okay great that's fine but how how do you teach a kid to do that right that's something that we're kind of tapping into now uh, within our program is is getting into the why and the how of that next play mentality what it looks like different tools that guys can have you know whether it's different meditation techniques or or uh, mental focus techniques that we use that we can use on the field we can use off the field um you know it's a lot of the same things that the Badgers are using right now um and, and it, we've been lucky enough to kind of get connected with with some of those guys and uh, it's been a really really fun experiment to kind of talk through we start our meetings with different basic techniques to really kind of get guys locked in if if it could start venturing you know we we got some different tools that we can use that they can individually that they can do those as, as a group so you know part of our goals this year is just to really kind of fo- really kind of fine-tune our focus levels um, and heighten our attention and our focus when it's on the field
0: meditation is that is that a, the first day you've, you've offered something like that
6: this year yeah this yeah. so this will be the first time that we've we've really experimented with actual meditation techniques within the game of football wow um, and so this is something that uh, the badgers and uh football and volleyball teams have started doing it in the last year or two um and uh you know the guy that we're working with does do some technique stuff with with the badgers and, and it's it's just been a really cool kind of thing to watch him implement some tools that we have with our kids um again like from from edgewood's perspective you know we're, we're trying to develop our kids in every phase possible right athletically we're doing a pretty good job i think uh, athletically developing our kids you know our strength conditioning program is in my personal opinion second to none our kids are bigger faster stronger we're developing their strength you know in the classroom we're developing them academically socially we're developing them by the relationships we built now we need to develop the mind and how that looks right the game is probably if i ask a lot of coaches you know when we get into this how much of the game is mental over physical I, there's a lot of coaches that will say the higher percentage is mental, right? But how much percentage of your prep, weekly prep, are you putting into that mental training? So that's something that we've kind of bought into a little bit more. We're a little quirky with some of the things that we do uh, with our with our physical testing. And, and uh, you know, we do a lot of no sweat. We, we don't we never go live. We don't go full tackle. Like, it's it's a different type of vibe. We, the heaviest lift that we have is Thursday nights. Before games, there's some, there's some different things that we do. And I'm not, I'm not making anything up. I mean, I'm just copying things that other people do. That's what good coaches do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so that's – I got on a little tangent there. But from a goal perspective, like, obviously you want to win the next one, right? But then for us is we want to really kind of fine-tune our focus levels within the game and what that looks like for us. It was a good tangent. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same question to you
5: on, on, on goals for the upcoming season. I mean, it's pretty much kind of similar to what Coach said. It's one goal. Outwork everybody. I'll work. Outwork your opponent in every aspect. Right? Um, you know, the way that a football play works is usually six to eight seconds. Right? And then you rest for about 25, 30 seconds, give or take. Um, training them that way. Right? Uh, a lot of games, if you saw any games that we played last year, we won most of our games because we were more conditioned than the other team. Uh, By the time the fourth quarter came around, a lot of teams didn't want to play anymore because we'd worn them down. We train that way. That's how we train. That's how we practice. That's how we do that. We're not, you know, a lot of the the old school conditioning, line them by the line and run, and that stuff's over. Um, A lot of it is it's it's in game or it's in practice, excuse me. So outwork your opponent. We will. Um, you know we make that we make it that way. We make it so our practices are structured that way that uh, you are going to be conditioned. You're going to be football conditioned, and you will be able to play four quarters. and And will it be sometimes more difficult? Well, as a perspective, last year when we played against Racine Saint Cats in game one, uh, it was about 94 degrees, give or take, hot. It was that Thursday, and we, Racine Saint Saint Cats had about uh, 12 or 12 to 14 guys cramp. We had zero. Uh, So, at the same time, just the preparation, kind of like Coach talked about. We talk about uh, mentally as well. We have a couple days during the week where we do some mental training, we do some uh, real life training where it's just, the you know, you're incorporating different things, but not to get too far off track, you know, the outwork everybody is huge. I mean, if you outwork somebody in your job, right, you're probably going to get the promotion. If you outwork somebody on the field, you're probably going to win most times out of 10 right and sometimes your players have to make plays your line you can't rely on your line to, to block perfectly every single play sometimes your athletes have to make plays so reminding them that you do the little things right every single play like coach is talking about it's, it's the next play mentality right you messed up on that play go get in the next play you know it's kind of one of those deals where it also part of our goal is the whole servant leadership how we build each other up constantly you are building each other up as, as a team and, and around the team you are and when you leave places you leave it better than you left it and at the end of the year you leave the jersey better than you left it then you got it right that's the idea so our goal that we basically have two I'll work your opponent and servant leadership how can you serve the person next to you the best way possible how can you serve your community how can you serve your school um, those are the things that we teach our kids. You, you succeed in those two things, and you're going to be just fine. Outworking your opponent, you win more games than not. Okay? It's by having the servant leadership, by helping the person that's next to you, you know, um, that's what football is about. There's not a better team sport than football because it, all it takes is one person to make a mistake, the, and everyone else could do their job perfectly, but that one person making the mistake costs a whole three-yard loss. So the team aspect, the servant leadership aspect, teaching them those things is to constantly be there for one another and build with each other. Those are the goals we're looking for. You building as a person, as a leader, how you can serve each other. Because it's not, you know, back in the day, you even think about how they would, the upperclassmen would kind of, you know, make seniors carry pads and whatnot, you know, that stuff, that doesn't exist. Uh, not, not, Not with me. Uh, matter of fact, the seniors would be more likely to be carrying the freshman's pads. Um, everything is constantly that's, – that's the goals that I have. Because, if, again, if you can achieve those two things, you will be successful. I'm ready to suit up right now, Dennis. <laughs> I play for these guys. <laughs> I would, too. Well,
0: Jesse Norris from Edgewood, Brett St. Arnold from Mount Hora, Barneville. Guys, this was a terrific conversation. Really appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Appreciate it. We'll wrap up the coaches Roundtable next right here on ESPN Madison. Rolling on on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin on demand. It's the annual coaches roundtable. Rolling on, we've got a fun one coming up right now. We've got Pat Rice from Wanakia, reigning state champion, who is a, of course, Dennis, and alum of mcfarland McFarland. high school and we've got the mcfarland high school head coach paul ackley with us as well in the park bank espn madison studios fellas thanks so much for the
7: time how are you guys
2: i'm great thanks thanks for having us
7: yeah doing well thank you so much for uh having us here and looking forward to another great start of the season
0: well just a couple days into practices fellas paul i'll start with you how's everything going early takeaways
7: for you and uh and mcfarland Yeah, I think just like any start of the season, you know, you're just kind of learning your players and and seeing what kids are retaining the information and enjoying the experience and having a good time. It's been, you know, obviously just two days in helmets, so you you get a good look at some things. And again, just numbers are up for us, so we're we're happy about that. And so overall, I've, I've been pleased with the last two days numbers up is always a good
0: thing paul that's ain't that the truth and and pat you haven't lost a football game in like three years so i imagine uh, things are going pretty well in Wanakiva. what are the early takeaways
2: um first of all thanks um yeah the early <laughs> takeaways is we're excited to get things going we've got uh, a challenging schedule and uh our kids have worked hard in the off season and uh we're really we're fired up ready to go so it's uh it's an exciting time of year we've got a lot of kids learning and competing and uh i think we're doing a nice job uh it's early but uh you know obviously we've had summer conditioning and all that so uh i'm happy with where we're at at this stage of the game
1: yeah, pat we'll start with you um you're a former player you played at mcfarland for you uh, you know as, as a longtime head coach now what's the best part of when football starts when uh i guess you know when we get going
2: yeah. You just, uh, you know, you remember and, and see the excitement and all, the uh, you know, anticipation for the year. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of steps you have to take. And when it, when it finally gets going, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, uh, uh the kids are ready to compete. I think the the coaches have done their work. So it's just a fun time of year. You have a lot of anticipation and, and, uh, kids are excited to, to go out and compete.
1: And, um, Paul, again, you are a former player from McFarland. You're coaching your alma mater. What's that like uh, when you come back every year to see guys? Uh, memories come flashing back uh, your high school days.
7: Yeah, for sure. You know, it's 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 great to be back home. Um, you know, great memories there. Obviously, with Pat's father, Bill. You know, and, and just you know, we're kind of sitting in the same area. Uh, our field now is where we used to practice, and so you know, when you're walking up to the field, you, you just kind of get a little bit of some memories coming back and. You try to explain to the boys that you're in front of before practice and after practice just what these memories are all about. You know, the locker room time, the practice time, you know, going out to lunch afterwards, you know, heading up to Monona to grab a bite to eat with some buddies or staying in town and grabbing something at Luke's, you know, cafe or whatever. And just those are the memories, right? You know sweating hard with them, working hard, sitting in the locker room, adjusting your pads together, talking about what you're going to be doing that day after practice or at night or heading out onto the lakes. I mean, we got a lot of kids that love getting out on Lake Wabisa, Lake Kiganza, hopping in boats, going fishing, uh, you know, skiing, just chilling. So it's it's been, you know, all of those memories come back, right? You know, with my classmates that I had and we're coming up on our, I'm coming up on my 30th year out of high school right now. So this is our 30th year class reunion. So I'm hoping to get some of those classmates of mine back for our homecoming game which will always be exciting as well
1: and i guess uh looking at uh, changes uh paul for you what's the biggest change from when you were playing to now as a coach
7: oh wow that's a really good question
1: um you know i guess i would say just the the technology of the game in
7: my opinion you know i mean i remember trying to you know watch vcr tapes you know and pausing it and then it would the, the whole frame would just be shaking because the tracking was off and you're trying to you know look to see like you know what technique are they in and, and we didn't have a lot of film back then right i mean I, re- I literally remember going over to the house that pat grew up in and and being at coach's house watching a little film and trying to figure it all out and uh but now it's like i can pull that up on my phone like right now i could pull you know with huddle and all the other technology so i, I guess i would say just the amount of technology that's sitting in the game right now, especially at the high school level, and what we have as coaches, as learning tools, yeah. uh, have drastically changed the game.
1: And, uh, Pat, for you, what's uh, what's the big difference for you? And uh, you've been now at Wana Key for, uh, we started together, right? Early 90s. Uh, I was at the Capital yeah. Times and you were an assistant to Gail years. Quinn. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do you well, like?
2: I can remember. My dad uh, having to splice the tapes together and we have to go get the tapes up by the university would <laughs> would process them and that was always a fun thing for us to get uh, the next day so um, yeah the biggest thing I think that's changed is the the games become so specialized and it's awesome um, but there's so mu- so much that people have access to in terms of uh, developing players, teaching uh, better technique, better scheme all of those things kind of really advanced the game so the game's become really specialized a lot of a lot of people are to platoon now you just can do so much more and it's it's uh it's kind of changed evolved uh like everything and uh a lot of it's you know really exciting um and and a little bit different but at the at the heart football is still football and uh yeah when paul was talking about uh the meetings and going out with your your classmates your teammates after the games and Uh, after lunch during two days that that's (laughs) that's a tradition that's been around for a long time so it's uh it brought back memories just thinking about about those times and you know we walk around McFarland and and about this uh, around the stadium and it it takes you back for sure and it's uh, some great memories I mean it's a it's a great sport uh you know I know what it meant to our family and and um you know Paul's family and our classmates and teammates it's it's pretty special, the tradition there, and, and the tradition actually in all the towns is uh, very unique in football, so well, it's, it's fun.
1: Well, both you guys have been around the game for a long time, and Pat, you're in the Football Coaches Hall of Fame, and you've, you've taught with been so many kids over the years. What do you want to see? Is there something for the... Football Coaches Association that's on your list, you know, the basketball coaches talk about adding that 30-second clock and, I mean, every sport's got something. As a coach, what do you, is there something you want to see?
2: No, there's there's some tweaks. I think we can seed uh, 16. I think we can do some things uh, to, to make things better, but overall, our, our association does a tremendous job. They, you know, it'd be kind of nitpicking, but you always want to look and evaluate and see how you can get better, but our I think the WFCA is one of the finest associations uh, and they've worked well with WIA. And I think we have an ongoing, you know, pretty good line of communication uh, to to make the game as good as it can be. So, you know, there, there's some, some different, minor things, but by and large, I think we've got the game in a pretty good place. As Paul mentioned earlier, the numbers are up. Our numbers are, are sky high. And uh, I, I think it's, it's, it makes me feel great to hear that in other communities because uh, it's a tremendous game. And I think that speaks volumes about our leadership in the WFCA, the WIAA, uh, all of those types of things. I'd love to see um, the media get involved. I know that uh, the newspapers and some of that stuff, it's kind of been out of their control. I wish we would find a way to, uh, to be able to get that word out. I mean, nowadays, uh, it's more, you know, some of the, the streaming of the games and things like that, but, in terms of just uh, papers and some of that stuff. That's something I wish that that there would be a little bit more, uh, you know, media coverage, not so much for us, but just to see other people and see some of the, the things that they're doing and, and uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, be able to look at a box score in, in every sport. I, I wish that would come back a little bit, but I, overall, I think the where we're at with the WFCA WF, and, and WIA, they've done a tremendous job.
0: Dennis, we got to buy a newspaper. We got to bring that back, don't we?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: you don't want to get me started right now. I'll tell
0: you that. Yeah, that's something bit, you can go been, on about. Been a long, long time. There right there. There's
1: yeah. a rant right there. But isn't Wisconsin's probably the other in Texas because sure numbers of football teams and and it's a profession down there. I mean, they don't teach; they just coach. Um, this has got to be one of the top states in the country for high school football.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm part of the uh, AFC the uh i'm the american football coach association i'm the high school uh rep uh midwest rep and to to i've been fortunate enough to to see a lot of the clinics and none of them um even compared to the state of wisconsin it's it's people are marveling at our attendance the what we've been able to put on in terms of clinicians and uh you know the all the different levels um it's it's tremendous and i don't even think there's one that's close i've been uh, I've spoke at the Minnesota and the Iowa one, the Illinois one, and they're they're all great clinics, don't get me wrong, but in comparison to the Wisconsin clinic and what they've been able to do over the years, kind of working with the University of Wisconsin and working with all the coaches, it's uh, it's tremendous. And the attendance, people just marvel at it. In fact, those other states want to know when we're having our clinic so they don't schedule their
1: <laughs> clinic. Stay away from it. Yeah yeah well i think coach chris being a guy okay too uh i mean the, having the wisconsin staff here and being so uh, sharing things and working out with coaches you know barry alvarez what twenty, thirty, some years ago said want to build a wall around the state wisconsin coaches take that seriously don't they
7: no absolutely i think paul has done a great job and you know i i've been able to be blessed enough to just obviously be right down the road from the university and benefit from their resources and going up to the offices or, or, or going and, and being a coach at a camp back in the day when coaches could do that, uh, learning from them. I mean, my goodness. I mean, when I was up there with, with, with coach Chris, it was just a, a great environment. I mean, we, we, we'd working with, you know, 25, 30 quarterbacks and I'd be basically right alongside him listening to what he's teaching them, getting drills, you know, having conversations about these athletes and, It's just a, it's an open book and and it's been that way, right? It's been that way for quite a while where our university, especially to our Dane County schools and and obviously other schools too outside the county, but our Dane County schools, we are so blessed to have that as a resource for us. Awesome stuff from Paul
0: Ackley of McFarland High School, Pat Rice of Wanakee High School. Fellas, really appreciate the time. Best of luck this year.
2: Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having us.
7: Yeah. Thank you guys.
0: And that does it for the coaches roundtable edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Big thanks to all twelve coaches that joined us this year for this edition. And the football action starts Thursday right here on one hundred point five ESPN. Monona Grove visits Sun Prairie East. Coverage starts at six thirty P. M.